No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspy, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available, and spots are extremely limited, so visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongssummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. This episode of No Simple Road is brought to you by Shop Tour Tour Bus. Bus, 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 bus. Shop Tour Bus. Dot com or at Shop Tour Bus on Instagram for all of your Grateful Dead inspired artwork, shirts, hoodies, and soon baby clothes. Babies. And Luke and the roadies over at Shop Tour Bus have been so kind as to create something special for the No Simple Road family, guys. You get free shipping when you 
place your order, put in the code no simple road one word, and you will receive free shipping on your order. That's Which means a lot. Fuck, man. That makes or breaks it for me sometimes. I'm not fucking buying it if the shipping's $22. And fuck that. It's not happening. No. Nope. But Luke and the roadies said, you know what? We don't want the No Simple Road family to have to pay for shipping. That's silly. They're part of our family. So they created the code, and you should use it. When you buy your hoodie that says the bus came by and I got on on it. You know, man? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get it's on just, the bus. It just makes sense. Use that multiple times for all your orders. Yep. That's what I'm saying. And it's getting <laughs> cold out, too. So I know I'm going to be getting a hoodie. I, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, it's getting cold out, and this hoodie that I'm wearing right now, like, I was 100 pounds heavier when I bought this, so the elastic on the bottom of it, like, goes around my thighs now, and the pockets are all fucking stretched out, and it just doesn't fit right anymore, it is, man. It kind of looked like a worn-out kangaroo in a way, kind of, now you point that I kinda out. I kind of am a worn-out kangaroo, but <laughs> if I go to shop tour bus, I won't feel like that or look like that anymore, so... Don't be a worn-out kangaroo. Get more than you bargain for. Go over to shoptourbus.com or at shoptourbus on Instagram and pick yourself up a hand-designed box, a kick-ass shirt, a special bootleg that's magic. Accoutrements and accessories, cool little action figures, bubblegum, candy. Wow. Little Ivor, we even got a little like stuffing peanut in mine that was shaped like a heart. Come it's on, sitting man. on my mantle. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like Every, a packing peanut? Yeah, packing peanut shaped like a heart. It, was, it just made me go, aw. Come on, man. What's cooler than that, guys? And I got to say, I love my box still. I said it before, but mine was kind of a, it was a different, the the Aretha Franklin tribute respect one. I've got it on display also on my mantle in my room, and I love seeing it every day. You should post a picture of your mantle. I should. Mm-hmm. I will. My shop tour bus box sits on my nightstand and is filled with, um, what's it got in it right now? It's got all my ticket stubs from the summer. It's got a really cool patch, a government mule patch that you bought me at the government mule show last year. It's got some gum. It's got a bunch of empty baggies. And let's see what else. Empty baggies. Uh-huh. From writer's <laughs> work. Oh. Yeah. And uh, that's it. It's a beautiful box. And you guys should pick yourself up one. Shoptourbus.com. And remember to use that code, No No Simple Simple Road, Road. for free shipping. No Simple Road. No Simple Road. No Simple Road. No Simple Road. Hey, this is Brendan from Umphreys McGee. This podcast is part of the Osiris Podcast family. Osiris is a growing community of music and culture podcasts connecting music fans with conversation, commentary, and of course, lots of music. Osiris works in partnership with Relics Magazine. Osiris. When you blow smoke out your nose, you look like a train. That's what I was going for. Choo-choo. Sometimes you get mistaken as a drag going for the train. Wait, you took a drag in. Yep. And you look like a dragon. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, that's funny. I'm a comedian. Like Speaking our guest this week. 
So welcome, No Simple Road family. Hey now, No Simple Road family. How's it going? We're back. It's just me and Apple right now. It's it's a it's a a bicycle. Yeah. It's not even a tricycle right now. Yeah, it's, it's a bicycle. Not a quad. It's mm-hmm. not a tricycle. We're hauling ass. Uh, Melanie, Do you have to pedal it? Where's Melanie? Was Melanie, Melanie was, went to her side hustle. Yeah. Yep. She's side hustling right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture her doing like a sand dance, like like you know. But that's not what she's doing. She's she's aestheticianizing hair products and stuff. Yep. Doing her thing. That's my girl. Anyway, we're back. And Shay Mouse is our guest this week. And boy, oh boy, guys. You know, okay. Here's the thing. Over the past summer, you've been on the adventure with us. We've gone into the outer reaches and touched the foot of God. We've (laughs) reached into the primal soup taking out spoonfuls of potatoes and peppers and corn. We've danced in the astral waters of sunshine and floated on the velvet breeze. And now it's time. And now it's winter and we're fall. We have harvested everything and now it's time to take stock of our harvest. The larders are full. Figure it out. The root cellar has roots in it. And we're back home. And after that summer of tasting soup and Touching God's feet. It's time to chill out and come home and figure out how to tie my shoes again. <laughs> Remember that I have to Zip shower at least two, three times a week and do that stuff. It could be hard, man. It, 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 integration. Reintegration, re-entry yeah. can be difficult. And this conversation with Shane gave me a really cool insight into what that looks like and what it means. Shane... Uh, apart from being a comedian, is a brilliant mind yeah. and and very versed in a lot of different languages. And one of them is the scientific method and understanding the human mind and the brain and and consciousness in a in a way that I have never really looked into. I mean, I cursory glances at biochemistry and physics and stuff like that, but nothing like Shane. And uh, it was really cool to talk to him and and hear his take on things and and how to integrate and bring bring it all back around and make it so that you aren't drooling into a cup of chicken broth. Yeah. And how to... Well, you'll see on the, the how to how to take it easy on yourself as a human, not pile so much on yourself. And yeah, take you know, baby steps into being a better person. And, and it's weird to even say being a better person because, from all of our perspectives, that can look a lot of different ways. And I think what he was talking about is just treating yourself better. Yeah, physically. Yeah, taking care of this vehicle. No, because. I know, like, after months of festivals and shows and concerts, like, your body feels tired. And I know that we're, we're all going through that post-tour blues thing and, you know, wanting to go to shows and, and all of it. But it's, there's this change of seasons happening. And here we are. And so this was a really, really poignant, good episode to have to show us all what it looks like. Yeah. 
you know what, guys? You're not alone out there. I feel it too, man. Apple feels it. Mel feels it. You know, it's a, it's a weird thing when you've been riding high for months and months and now it's, you know, holidays are here and it's time to hang out and cook dinner and do your thing. So and see the seasons change. And I want to throw that out there. It just gave me a thought. We we always you're sending pictures of your dogs and stuff. Let's throw out pictures because you're gonna see them from us. It's getting ready to get brilliant up here with color, and the leaves changing and the seasons changing. Show us what it's like in your neck yeah, of the woods. Man. Take pictures of that shit. Hashtag No Simple Road, and it will show up on the website in the family tab. That like most. I think it's 20 most recent Instagram posts that are hashtag no simple road show up on the website. It's cool to see that stuff, man. It's cool to see that like the communities out there doing stuff and like absorb exhales. She posts uh, tons of stuff from her hikes and um, she's a lot of you guys do. That was just one that I see. Yeah. Hers is a constant journey. I yeah. love seeing your stuff. Yep. You guys are the fucking coolest family ever, man. So and I really think that the information that you're going to get in this episode is very, very pertinent to all of us. And, you know, I, it could seem a little mundane and a little boring, but the truth of the matter is, is that we still got to live in these meat sacks that we walk around in. <laughs> and we got to take care of them. And we got to take care of ourselves so that next festival season we have a meat sack to ride around in and go have fun at more shows. So... Let's gotta maintain. That. Maintain the brain. Safety third. And hydrate. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so follow us on Instagram at No Simple Road. Follow us on Facebook at No Simple Road. Go over to no simple road.com for all the past episodes. If you want to hear the interview with O'Teal or the one with Duncan Trussell or uh, Ross James or any of those older episodes, no simple road.com is the place to go. And you can check that out there. Uh, you can go to the family tab and sign up for the newsletter. And also at nosimpleroad.com, we have the merch tab. And on the merch tab, we still have some shirts left and pins and stickers and the cool pocket tees that say on the bus with Hair of the Wolf's rad van logo on the back. And you could be sporting those this winter with a hoodie over them from Shop Tour Bus. And you would just be done up. Yes. You'd be like fully in. Whatever the end is. integrated. In, oh, Jesus. Integration. <laughs> anyway, that's that. So, yeah. Check us out over at patreon.com forward slash No Simple Road. That is how you can keep the lights on here at No Simple Road and how we can keep doing the show, guys. Um, Ryder said it in the last episode that we recorded, and I don't know if this one's going to come out after that, but he said, you know, over the summer, his thing was like learning how to ask for help when he needs it. And he asked you guys, hey, we need your help. And like I said then, we're doing okay. We're doing good. And, you know, you, there's more of you guys out there listening. We're getting new Patreon subscribers all the time. And we're paying for the hosting and we're doing all the things we need to do. But and we're running we, in more and more listeners every time we go out and do yep. things in town. Mm-hmm. But we have bigger and better ideas. And those things are only going to manifest if we do it together, guys. So that is how you can reach out of the cosmic soup and touch the hearts of the No Simple Road family, involve yourself in the community, and monetarily help the show. A way you can help us without spending a dime, though, is giving us those five-star reviews on iTunes and Apple Music and Spotify and whatever platform Stitcher, you're listening to us on. Stitcher, yeah. 
If you guys haven't done that, it is your sworn duty as a member of the No Simple Road family to hit pause, go to the review section, leave us a five-star review, leave us a little note, tell us how you found the show, and then you can keep listening. I mean, you can keep listening either way. I can't stop you, but... Gee, it sure would be cool if you did that for us. I'd appreciate it. I know Apple would appreciate it. I would really appreciate Darwin it. Darwin would appreciate it. We love reading those. To each I other. do love we reading those. We all get very things, excited. We say this again and again. It makes us emotional. It drives this to keep on going. I thought I was driving this. Yeah, I'm, I'm conducting. conducting this. Well, yeah. Okay, driving. Conducting. Whatever, man. You know. Anyway, yeah. Patreon.com forward slash no simple road. You can give as little as a buck a month. All the way up to a billion dollars every month. If you wanted to do that, we wouldn't say no. 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 We would. I. If somebody did that, Holy. I would have a statue made of them out of petrified cannabis. Yeah. And place it at the entrance to No Simple Road Farm under a big arch. And I'd do that. I would buy a train, like an old locomotive. And would you be a headlight be on like it? the no simple road train? We could go all around the country and take people on trips. And there's oh so many God, things. We so could many do. ideas. I would buy a spaceship. The no simple road spaceship. Can you buy a spaceship? I mean, okay. I know, I know I we know several back. people are like building spaceships out in the woods. I things, would buy but... the no simple road family seats on SpaceX's thing that goes to the moon. Oh, see, see what you're missing out on. Cause you're not giving on Patreon. You could be going to the moon. Ha! Now you're not, because you didn't. So there. Or maybe anyway. you did. Thank you. Yeah. If you did, <laughs> fucking let's go to the moon. Wow. I'm ready. So. Anyway, <laughs> Shane, we're going to let you hear the interview with Shane Mouse, dude. This is great. This is the thinker. Yep. This has made us think. Made and us if he pause. comes through your town and, and you don't go see it, you're missing out, because he'll tell you about it at the end of the episode. But Yeah, I can't wait. You'll see. Just wait. More than you bargain for. You're getting that a lot with No Simple Road lately. Mm-hmm. More than you bargain for. I know I got more than I bargained for this summer. Definitely. Summer. Can't even talk anymore. I said, mm-hmm. Yep. Do you yep. guys know what that means? I don't know yeah. what that means. And, and we keep talking about hunkering down, settling in, but we do have some exciting things coming up. You know, they, 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 somebody's going to hunker. Like the Wolf Brothers and, and things. Yeah. You'll see. Fun stuff coming up. Keep looking. Gigs. Ladies and gentlemen, without. Further ado, No Simple Road gives you Shane Moss. Hello? Shane. Hey, how's it going? How's it going, man? Great. So this is Aaron. And this is Aaron. This is Apple. Yep, there's Apple over there. And I'm Ryder. Hi, Apple. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. I just to be honest with you, Shane, like all of us have been sitting on the porch all morning looking at clips on YouTube of you doing your thing. And I just want to say, dude, thanks a lot, man. <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot, brother. You know, it it's cool to oh, thank you. It's really cool to see somebody that is doing psychedelics and hasn't completely fallen apart and is making a go of it, man. I appreciate that. Thanks, man. Yeah. I appreciate you. No, thank you, brother. I Apple just showed me something and I want to ask you about it. 
how the hell did you come up with the idea for the coloring book? Um, that was, I, so my kind of business partner, I guess I, I call him, if you, he's just a really great comic friend of, of mine. We've been friends for years and he's this amazing comic book artist, Ramin Nazer, and he's like done all my website stuff and early on with the, my Here We Are podcast, science podcast, he was, did all the editing and did the, it just like he gives me lots of uh advice we hash out kind of business ideas and stuff and right. and uh he just he makes all these amazing comic books like he is probably his most popular one and and kind of everyone's favorite is this this one uh i think it's called after you die <laughs> and it's just this comic book of every uh scenario of like everyone's take on what happens when you die and he, he's just a great artist and i I had this uh, this idea for you, you know I had um, oh you know I think it was it was also a fan okay um, that like sparked yeah, the so so he made my he made my uh, poster and he did a really he, he always because his stuff looks really simple. But he does, he always does it in a clever way. So he made my poster, which is this great stand uh, poster for a good trip, and it was you know colorful and kind of you know the cliche like mushrooms stuff right. and things like that. So to recognize people, but he did something really clever, which is he made my face just completely colorless, and so it just kind of made it pop and stick out a little more because no one does that. Okay, and uh, and and. So I was selling the posters early on in the show, and I think a fan was like, "Oh, this reminds me of one of those, one of those coloring book pictures or something." And when they said that, I was like, Ooh. "Yes, <laughs> that's fucking rad." Yeah, now, now, yeah. Now that you, now that you uh, ask, I think that's how how it went down. And uh, and then I was like, "Yeah, if I just take some of my." some of my jokes and make coloring books out of them. And, and now there's a, you know, there's like no reason why I can't do that with every single one of my acts. Now, that's so that, fucking that cool. Something that, <laughs> that people really got a kick out of. Uh, that's yeah, cool. Shane. I, I, like I, I appreciate putting, putting the creativity into it, man. And, and coming up with ideas like that. I, when I initially reached out to you, the reason I, I wanted to have you on the show, well, I mean, well, let me back up. When I initially reached out, I had heard you um, on Duncan's show. And you guys got into some really, really heavy stuff about DMT. And uh-huh. that was a few months ago. And since then, we spent a summer tripping. Like, the entire summer, almost. Yeah. and I've done that. Yeah. And so, I over the summer in, and when you and I had talked to each other, I became more and more excited to talk to you as the edges got more and more unclear for me personally, because right. I, I think you and I share a lot of, of, I guess anybody that does a lot of tripping has common experience. So what I'm getting at is like, for me over the past summer, like I said, the edges have gotten gray 
And <laughs> there, there's, there's times when you wonder if it's all just in your head and if, you know, if it's just you. And I've even seen the people that are around me get worried, you know. And um, right. I heard you talk about, uh, you know, that you had actually checked into a facility a couple of times. And, um, um, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, you definitely need some time for integration. Yeah. <laughs> I've found in my experiences. But what, um, what was the, what was the, it doesn't, it, go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, it, well, it doesn't, it doesn't kind of stop working because all of, all of those, all, all of those new connections that you made, I mean, you still experienced that you still had those connections and there's still there's still something that you end up spending lots of time thinking about for months and I imagine years uh, afterwards and um, so I, I mean I I haven't really I mean I did I did some I did some mushrooms and I kind of I had another uh, episode um, toward the end of last year, but um, I haven't really done a whole lot uh, in for like a year or so since I kind of had my um, summer of tripping, and I still have uh, I I like uh, of all the things in my life creativity is one thing that I don't need any more of right now <laughs> and won't, won't for some time be, uh, because of those experiences that I've had. And, and sometimes, uh, sometimes you can get too creative too. I yeah. and you can make a few, few too many, um, uh, few too many connections. And so, so yeah, I, I mean, I've definitely been lately. I've been exploring, Exploring more of the integration side of things, and, and uh, you know, like really focusing on building those good habits and all of the things that that psychedelic reset can open the door for. So yeah, uh, so you know, just uh, if every everyone says it, but there's a reason. <laughs> everyone says integration is really important, and sometimes when when you're in the midst of those uh, of those wild um, turbulent seas of of the mind, uh, it's, all of that stuff seems really really important to be exploring and uh, and. Um, you can lose lose sight of the grounding aspect a little bit. Yeah, it it you're out there in that sea, and it seems like that's the only thing there is when you're out there in it. And then you have to come back and fucking tie your shoes and take a shower and brush yeah. your teeth, and that it, it it's difficult at points. And I, what I'm wondering, this is and this is just like our whole thing with our show. Just as an aside, we're just sitting on our porch talking if you were just hanging out over here right so like this is just from from one person to another that's had these experiences like at what point did you say you know what i i'm having a fucking hard time like i need to check in somewhere like what was the what was the straw that broke the camel's back well i was forced 
into oh, a facility. Oh, shit. Okay, I didn't know by, that. <laughs> okay, that's different. By my girlfriend and family. Um, and, uh, and then, and then the second time around, um, things just started getting very, like, I just, you know, things started getting not very functional. It was a lot of like second guessing myself and like pacing back and forth. And every decision I made had some like cosmic importance to it. And, 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 and it was just like crippling kind of analysis paralysis and um and feeling like everyone was watching me and and there was a lot of there was a lot of kind of spotlight effect and egocentrism going on there which it uh you know psychedelics i think can can unlock a lot of that childlike creativity and kind of uh get back to some of the roots of some of our uh, neural framework and, and, uh, so, some of the, I, I feel like some of the ideas and some of the, uh, some of the perspectives in those states are just, you know, very childlike and kind of before the brain starts to, uh, develop this idea that other people have their own lives and their own things going on and, uh, not, not everything is is like a hidden message to you and mm-hmm. um and and so uh it, you know it was it was just everything would have been fine for me um i think had it not been for if i could have just um uh clicked a button that inhibited the fear and paranoia aspects um of the experience because once once fear and paranoia uh got in the picture even though i could kind of intellectually dismiss them and uh it it was just they're just such powerful motivators Mm -hmm. and they're just Mm -hmm. such um you know they're they're all of these different aspects of who we are and different emotional states and ideas are all kind of bidding for the attention of our consciousness and, and, um, fear and paranoia because they, uh, you know, rely on these, these enormous costs of, of something that you can always go like, well, I know this is statistically not likely, but if, if it is true, the cost is, is tremendous. This like you know, I could, I could die, or this means there might be these dire consequences for, for Earth. What if, what if my, the decisions I'm making right now are, are like the beginning parts of what set about nuclear war. <laughs> There's really like no end Shit. to um, the ideas of where of where paranoia and and fear can lead and this isn't this isn't just tripping this is life every yeah uh, every day i mean i'm just sitting around listening to my girlfriend and her friend uh you know going going over their plan for cougars because they heard about one cougar attack in oregon yeah in their minds just cougars are raining from the sky everywhere (laughs) they're lurking in every corner (laughs) and that's and that this is like this is a pretty well-studied phenomenon that's uh, this is 
This is uh, a lot of people would kind of call this the negativity bias would be kind of a big player in this, where a lot of these these costs involved of negative things have have more weight to them than the rewards of positive things happening. Um, so when your brain's kind of a uh, little advocates and weights, like measuring out uh, how much uh, salient a given idea or, or path uh, has, uh, it, it tends to favor those, those more negative ideas. Um, and so... So uh, that stuff can can run away with you, and yeah. it's, I mean, this isn't uh, this is this is all uh, this is all part of the the human condition too. I mean, this is I don't think Donald Trump would have been elected had it not been for a lot of uh, um, conspiracy-minded yeah. people mm-hmm. out there um, uh, him sweeping up that vote, and you know the, the Alex Jones fans of the world, and um, and. And so uh, that that uh, man, I, I if like if I have one regret in, in any of it, it it it's that it was the fear and the paranoia was not there was nothing healthy that came out of it. There was nothing when I look back on it, you know, a year later, there was no great ideas that, no. that I came away with from those aspects of it. Uh, because some of the other stuff, like, you know, like thinking about simulations and uh, all, all of that, but, you know, those are, those are great kind of productive, fun, creative ideas. And it's great to look at life in all of these right. different ways. And, um, and, Maybe, and if there is a little something to some of that stuff, that that could be really exciting. And it could also, uh, and if there's not, that could still give us a lot of insights into the inner workings of yeah. our minds. And the, and I guess that's the positive takeaway with some of the fear stuff is it is it helped me understand kind of what fear is and what it's about and where it comes from because I'm not a, I'm not a paranoid or fearful person, so I've never really which is why I've gobbled way too many psychedelics yeah. because I've never had that, um, that fear paranoia stuff before. So, um, so yeah, I would, I would say to anyone out there, like if, if like you're hearing me say this and you're like, well, yeah, that's what you want me to think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, 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 it might be time to like, just, you know, dial it back. You know, for a while, focus it, on the integration for a while. It's funny that you even brought that up, the, the fear and the paranoia, Shane. Like, just last night, we were all sitting out here on the porch. We had some friends over, and everybody's smoking pot. And I can't smoke pot like a normal person. Like, if I smoke cannabis too much, I freak out. Yeah. I have... Just a huge, yeah. huge paranoia Goes down that rabbit hole, and I know exactly. I know it was never like that for me until it was, and yes, I've never, I've never been able to go back. It came from one mushroom trip, Shane. It came from one. I can, I can trace it back on this weird lineage, all the way back to one mushroom trip. After that trip, mm-hmm. anytime I smoked pot, it was back in that trip, like a, like a repeat or a, a you know 
replay over and over again. And something that you said just really like fired in my head. You can understand that paranoia intellectually in the moment. Like I'm sitting there, everybody's talking. They're talking about how the fucking grass grows out in the street. And they're definitely talking about me. Like for sure. It's, It's all a metaphor for me. And it's, it's all pointed at me and it's this narcissistic, like weird thing. And in my head, I'm like, you know, that this doesn't have anything to do with you, but that fear and that paranoia has weight and emotion attached to it. Do you, you get what I'm saying? Like the, it's, tr- right. it's triggering some primal fear response, like that fight or flight or the adrenaline response in you. And the intellect yep. has no power over that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's kind of tough to tease apart what intellect and what is emotion. I, I, I'm not, they're not really, they're not necessarily two different things. They're all kind of drivers. But yeah, the, that's, that's uh, the, these, high, these highly emotional states are the ones that can kind of sweep everything else away and so it's just it's just uh and and really get so much of the attention and and so it's just uh it it's it's very difficult to have a balanced view it's difficult to have a balanced view sometimes when you have a fantastic idea and you're like i have this no show idea and it's going to take off and it's going to be the biggest thing the the world's ever seen and i'm going to in 80 different cities like I'm going through that right now with a kind of new project that I'm that I'm going on uh, uh, that I'm working on and and so that that's any any time we we have these kind of real emotionally fueled states um that's not that there's necessarily um any anything like thought, our thoughts and our emotions aren't aren't separate things okay. they are connected it's but um uh, but the, the, those highly emotional moments can can just uh, can just cloud and 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 uh, you know make you look at the one aspect of of the one idea and, and not take in kind of the full full picture. So uh, yeah, that, that's that's uh, I mean that's a, that's another thing with. Uh, I mean that's one of the wonderful things that that psychedelics have had in in terms of having a really positive influence on my life is that in a given trip you can experience just so many different emotions mm-hmm. and you you real I mean thoughts too but I mean we're all experiencing a million thoughts a day anyway but the, to experience so many strong emotions in such a short amount of time and to have to go from ecstatic to um, paranoid or sad or uh, you know whatever it might be in in like the uh, snap of a finger um, is is really uh, is really telling because nothing nothing changed within your nothing changed in your outside environment there is no nothing changed in your bank account nothing changed in your relationships. Uh, all that happened was two seconds went by mm-hmm. and there was just a little bit of different hormone fluctuation and uh, synaptic firing in the brain 
and that completely changed your conscious experience of what was going on. And, and that's just a very important lesson about, you know, the taking stock of how much, um, how how much uh, attention we want to give to, uh, a given salient, uh, moment or, or thought, you know, uh, so, so uh, the, these these thoughts, these emotions that we have, they can they can change very quickly, and sometimes they have nothing to do with much of anything at all. They just feel like they do because right. that's their job. Yeah, and but, go ahead, Apple. Oh no, I, I don't want to. I was I don't want to sidetrack, but I've just uh, listening. This is a pleasure having you on the show and listening to you, man. Because I. I've known you for years when Aaron brought you up a couple months ago talking about he reached out to you. I've known you as a comedian for years, and I love your material, your take on things. And now I've gotten to know you also for, uh, like we're talking right now, very deep, uh, a lot of thought behind everything. And I'm now knowing about your podcast, you know, Here We Are podcast, and like this whole other side to you. And I'm just also curious about that, about your podcast, how you came to that and decided to start doing that. Yeah. The, the here we are podcast. Um, I mean, one of the reasons why, uh, it's, uh, such a enjoyable, thing for me and, and something that continues to benefit my life and benefit a lot of, uh, a lot of listeners is that it really just came so naturally and from such an organic place for me. And, and a kind of the story of how we got there is rather long, but, um, essentially I, I was, I caught all these breaks early on and was known as like a really good joke writer and was kind of an absurdist comic and also kind of like into just like pushing the boundaries of like (laughs) decency or, you know, uh, uh, saying objectionable things in a way that I could like get away with in a funny way and, and all that's well and good. And I still do some of that, uh, stuff and, uh, but I just kind of was getting a little bored with it at the same time that I was traveling internationally and seeing all these international acts do these, uh, do these kind of themed shows where, you know, that all like meant a little more, you know, it was funny, but at the end uh, there's like a, and that is why my <laughs> first cat rabbit is is still the best rabbit that I ever owned, you know, and <laughs> and uh, and so and and it was like all a little bit um, uh, hokey seeming to me, or or could like go in that direction, but at the same time, it opened up a possibility of doing something different, something that I didn't really see happening in the U.S. And so I kind of thought, like, well, what would a theme show of mine be? And I just happened to have a ton of material about time travel in my act. They were all silly jokes. They didn't really mean much of anything. They weren't terribly thought-provoking or anything else. 
I just had them. I just, and I just happened to notice that there was like, you know, in looking through a set list, like, Oh my gosh, why do I have so many time travel jokes? Well, maybe I'll just make a show about time travel within that getting obsessed about time travel for a while. And I was always like reading physics, um, stuff here and there anyway, mostly because I was, uh, kind of an angry atheist that came from a strict religious Catholic background and was like, uh, you know, always looking for new fuel for arguments, um, for people, which, which made me kind of rely on science, uh, and, and look into science more than I probably ever would have. I didn't, I wouldn't say that I had like a natural, um, um, academic, curiosity in any way but i liked having big conversations with people and i liked arguing with people um (laughs) and right and uh and so so this was like you know i i tried hashing out some physics stuff and a show about time and it just wasn't really working out for me um it it wasn't you know, it was, I, I was having to like relearn how to do comedy all over again, essentially. It was such a departure. And, um, in the meantime, I, I, you know, skip forward a couple of years, I'm in a new relationship and I'm having, uh, you know, all of these, uh, I'm writing all these jokes about relationships and I, I was, uh, I was tripping a bit more at the time and, and, uh, having more of these bigger ideas about life on the planet and watching more nature programming and, and kind of writing jokes about nature and writing jokes about relationships. And I kind of thought maybe I could do a show about like the science of sex or something. Mm-hmm. And within researching that, um, it got me really obsessed with evolutionary psychology and biology and just how uh, the, the way in which um, evolution has shaped our behavior and our preferences uh, just really uh, completely changed the way that I looked at the world uh, as much as, say, um, mushrooms uh, wow. <laughs> did. And, and that's, that's, saying, a that's lot. saying a lot. Yeah. Um, and... So, uh, I kind of, you know, went down this rabbit hole of, of, uh, reading a bunch of books about evolutionary psychology and biology and started reaching out to some authors. Maybe I had put together a show in LA or something like that. I didn't know what ended up becoming friends with some academics and, uh, you know, for example, uh, uh, you know, people, people ended up, uh, kind of connecting me with this, this, uh, this researcher, Peter McGraw, who put this, who had this humor lab together and he was trying to do science on what makes things funny. And I'm, I, and here I am now trying to make science funny, yeah. uh, do, do comedy about science. And so we were just kind of this perfect match and hit it off. And, and, um, and, uh, I made these other friends, like my very first here we are guest, Marty Hazelton along the way. And she had me like help teach some classes at UCLA. Um, and, you know, tell it would be like a, a bit of a comic relief during some of, some of the stuff just to help, uh, some of the information stick a little bit. And, and, um, 
you know, just started brainstorming various projects. But in the meantime, I just had these incredible um, conversations that were, I was just so desperate to have interesting conversations yes. with people my whole life. Yes. And, and, uh, and where I was, I just, I, I was never getting that. And I think that's why I liked alcohol so much is because, like you could get shit faced and really talk about the things that you want to talk about. And people would kind of be open to talking about them because everyone was drunk and then everyone had their own stupid ideas or whatever, but it was just a way and uh, that the filters are that, off it, and you just kind of flow. Yeah, you could. Right. And so, uh, and so it was just once I started talking with academics, it's was just like, this is what I had. I had all these questions and I had all these exciting ideas and, and, you know, I would have an idea like, Oh my God, has anyone ever thought of this before? Like this way in which the world works? Like, am I going to win a Nobel prize for this <laughs> idea that I just said? And then it turns out that like someone already had that idea, but they did win a Nobel prize for it. So like, I was kind of on the right track, you know, and I'm like, oh, well, if I'm coming up with ideas on my own that end up being the, that like someone else already thought of, but they were absolutely groundbreaking ideas that have since been verified, like, hey, maybe I'm like kind of good at this. And, um, and so I just started uh, reaching out to more and more academics and decided to start recording these conversations and. And uh, that's the Here We Are podcast. Wow, man, that that's a journey. That yeah, it's it's funny you, in you hearing you talk about how that all came together. It's there's a lot of similarities between us and you. Like I, what you said about conversation. Like my whole life, as as a young adult till now, like I really wanted to have these conversations and and outside of the the music scene that we're in and people that do psychedelics i wasn't having them it was always with close friends and that was it yeah sitting here on the porch we would be like well aaron doesn't imbibe an alcohol but we would be and it flows and his son his son came to him and said you guys are out there all the time just talking you know about everything in the world laughing having fun he bought aaron a microphone for father's day it was like you should start recording it yeah. And that was the birth of this. And, and you know, in doing that, it, we've had the opportunity to speak to people like you, people like Duncan and, and the musicians that we listen to and, and start to put together this. I, don't, I think of it like a tapestry that was unwoven and starting to put the threads back together of like these experiences that we've all had are so personal and individual and then we start talking about it and we find out that we have a lot of similarity and that a lot of things cross over, you know? And yeah. one of the things that you said that stuck out to me, you said you're an angry atheist, man. And I, yeah. I, I understand that. And one of the things that, that DMT did for me is, is really blew that to fucking pieces. And what I wonder is like having such a scientific mind and going into that space and then coming back, like, how did it affect you as far as seeing things from a scientific standpoint or a spiritual standpoint? Um, oh, man, I don't know. I, uh, it, it's, it's, you know, it's something that I'll, 
kind of never stop wondering about and thinking about for sure. Um, I mean, I don't, for, for me, um, it, for me, it's never like changed anything about like, uh, about, um, the, the, um, the power of the scientific method. Okay. Um, I just think that we're, uh, you know, a, a long ways from, um, finding, figuring out how to kind of test some of these ideas and experiences that come from these EMP states, um, in, in psychedelic states. But I think they're, I think that they're pretty powerful insights into what is, what at least the inner workings of our mind is, is going to, even if you are tapping into some other dimension or whatever, it's still being filtered through your mind and your, right. uh, and, and so, so it's still, um, saying a lot about how these, uh, inner worlds work. And I mean, uh, I, I no one, no one really believed in, uh, uh, this idea of like a subconscious until and a Freud popularized that's true the idea and and he was he was wrong in a lot of uh, aspects of it but but it was it was a absolutely paradigm shifting um, aspect of, of how how we looked at how our how our brains work and and um, and I, I do think that, uh, I, I do think that in the future, um, you know, it, it wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, Carl Jung's kind of been written off by, um, by sort of modern day academia just because a lot of this, like, kind of collective consciousness stuff has sort of a, a very kind of spiritual, um, sound to it but but um i mean it doesn't matter even if there's like spirits or aliens or gods or anything there's still uh there's there there's still like sets of uh, sets of kind of physical laws that they're adhering to there's still yeah. there's yeah. still they're still programmed in their own way and so, so there, there's still, uh, I, I, I guess, I guess when uh, the only thing that I really don't, um, value, uh, in some of the psychedelic community is when people are just like, yep, it's God, or it's just love. And then that's, <laughs> we're done. That's all you need to it's know. Over. Yeah. Party's over. Here well, we go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we we got it. We got the answers, and uh, so so I I mean I think hopefully they can um, they can help each other. I've I've talked with academics after the you know off the air who uh, not not many mind you, but I've talked with some people that have had uh, you know where going to college for marketing or something like that and then smoked DMT uh, freshman year or something and and our sophomore year of college and decided 
well, no, I have to be a neuroscience uh, a scientist now because I have to figure out what the hell that was <laughs> yeah. that I just saw and how how to uh, how I saw it. And then, I mean, even within even within neuroscience, I mean, there's like lots of talk of kind of um, and demons um, in our head. These like kind of uh, little um uh like the these little so you have like a so you have a neuron firing and then you have like a neuron loop um of of these wow. these neurons firing together uh to activate some behavior like yeah, paranoia is like more, more, more specific. Like a neural loop would like maybe move a finger or something like that. Okay, paranoia is kind of like a bigger. Uh, there's a lot of bigger things happening there with with our higher up emotional states. But then you have all of these these different neural loops kind of working in conjunction with one another, and and so so then there's like uh, so then there's some other like neural pattern or neural loop kind of uh, almost supervising these other smaller processes. And, uh, and some people think that there's just kind of um, all of these different supervisors kind of in these, uh, uh, in these higher and higher up functions where we're overlooking more and more um, uh, it, different specific processes uh, because no one knows how we're getting from like they understand how what's happening at the level of the neuron really really well they have it they have it down really really well right and then um, and then they uh, and then like these kind of bigger ideas of like what paranoia is about in terms of like motivating a certain behavior that that has some kind of eventual reproductive value in life or, or keeps you safe or whatever it might be evolution um, yeah so yeah so they they have you know that's kind of been testable and but they, but they're not sure how it how it gets from that very small the state of the neuron all the way up to this area of consciousness. And, and mo most people are, most people don't even like want to talk about consciousness. Like mo most scientists are just like, no, thank you. I, I, I don't even want to like have the conversation about what consciousness is. Well, it can, uh, it can be damning to a career too as a, as a scientist. Yeah. yeah. So this isn't, but but the people that are talking about it. I mean, I, I I don't think it's that far off from uh, science to to say that we have um, more levels of perception going on than just this consciousness, and it might be the case, just like when we dream at night, that there's. Uh, who knows how many numbers of these kind of different sorts of dream worlds happening all at the same time, kind of storing ideas and running 
running simulations of, of future behavior and processing past behavior and, and, uh, and who, I mean, who knows what those worlds actually look like? Maybe, maybe it is the case that on some level there's like some holographic, like deity seeming thing down there. That's just like that when you, you smoke DMT and you see this thing in it and it's like, Oh, I've never seen anything like this. And it seems like this all powerful being and whatnot that, that guy like might just be in charge of uh, farting. Um, that's it. All, that's that his might job. Just be the guy <laughs> that that's like, uh, just deciding when is the appropriate moment to like <laughs> fart and who else is around. And can you just like let a little bit sneak out? No, I smell a lot. And like, that's, that's, there's like so many variables that that guy's having to manage on like such a quick level for us to live our lives that that's just that's his entire world and and to him it would just seem like everything and it would seem like just the most important task and um, and uh, and there there would it would be this vastly complicated world of all of these considerations and drives that, that, that guy is living right within. And so I, I think that there might be something like that, uh, happening. And I think that that could really change, uh, it could really change neuroscience and psychology and, and, uh, if they work together, change, um, you know, shamanism and uh you know there's uh, it, it might be a way of kind of combining these uh uh i mean science and spirituality merging together seems like um seems like the uh the logical the, next step na- the natural path yeah, yeah. It, it does it really it it goes back to the very first thing that we said when we started talking about integration and you know we are these beings that are trying to figure everything out and then we have these experiences we go out into whatever that is whether you want to look at it as it's a big soup of neurochemical interactions that have occurred within the brain that are creating some kind of simulation in us or we've gone out into a real other place and had an experience with entities or however you want to frame it. Either way, any way you slice it, at some point, the two have to come together and start to make sense to these big hairless apes that are experiencing this simulation. It it's, the really right. does seem like the logical next step is the integration of spirituality and science. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder, like from where we're at, where we're sitting, there I, I can't see that there's any way to prove any of it either way, man. It, it, yeah, we can prove the, the chemical side of it or the electrical side of it, but on the spiritual side, you know, you, you said, you know, going over there, that guy may just be in charge of farting. Well, guess what? When I did DMT, I had the same experience and saw the same guy over there. 
I don't know what he was fucking in charge of, but he was right. over there. So there's something that's provable between you and I. You and I have never met, but I saw the fart god. <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> and so what does that get us? What at what point, like how do we start to integrate? What that's the key. I mean, what you were talking about earlier, you know, having getting uh put in a place for a while and me talking about tripping all summer and it's, it's stopping and starting to integrate. Like, what does that look like to you, Shane? Like how, how do you integrate those experiences into your life? Uh, well, I mean, lately I've just been kind of focused on, uh, you know, everything else in my life. I, I mean, I, I don't, not that I'm like pushing psychedelics aside, but it's just a part of me. So right. I, I don't really, I don't even, I don't feel like I really need to trip that much up into it or to um, have some of those ideas. I'm going to have them naturally in my day-to-day life probably forever. But uh, I mean, for me, honestly, it's it's going to sound real boring, but uh, it's, okay. it's just a matter of, uh, of making these kind of small incremental improvements in my life toward toward a balanced state of of uh, and I've actually you know I've I've been do, doing it. Who knows how long it'll last? I'm sure in a couple of months uh, this is all going to fall apart again. But I've been uh, you know I I started um, rock climbing in December, and so that helped. I was starting to get some activity, and then. And then I started doing like a little bit of yoga and then I started doing like recently like, well, I'm missing cardio. So I started running a little bit and then I started like, oh, you know what? I need to, I should start flossing. And it's just rather than doing every, everything all at once, like I've tried to do my whole life, (laughs) I've just been kind of uh, slowly without beating myself up or trying too hard or having to like stick with and do everything perfectly or anything like that. I've just been slowly integrating just some slightly better habits into my life. Um, physically each, you know, yeah, we, we get that physically baby steps. And, like, keeping, <laughs> yeah. Taking care of my body. And that's, and that's, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, just taking care of your body alone and then, and, and then, you know, that's leading into me being a, clean, a slightly cleaner and more organized person. And then that's leading to me like managing my finances a little bit. And these are all very, very grounding experiences. Now someone else who's never tripped before and they're just on top of everything all the time and they're, they're exercising at, at 4 a.m., every day on the dot and doing, they have this perfect regiment and their diet's perfect and they're doing the clean set and, and they still aren't happy. Gosh, darn it. Right. But I'm doing all of the things that I'm supposed to do. Well, those are the people that need a mushroom trip. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's just like figuring out what balance, um, balance means. Um, for you and uh you know it's frustrating that like 
oh my God, you just have to do everything in life. You just have to have all of the pieces together. But if you just kind of take a more um, gentle approach to that yeah. and the integration and just looking at it as like, I have an opportunity here to like, I've, uh, there, there's two foods that I have available right now to eat for breakfast. And one of them's like, oh, it's kind of a coin flip anyway. And one of them's like a little bit healthier. So I'll have like the little bit healthier one. Right. And that's not like some big cognitively demanding choice that I had to make to resist the, the uh, less healthy one. You know, it was, it was just a, a slightly better choice that I made. And that seems to kind of encourage the system and, and, you know, build a healthier, uh, a healthier set of habits. And, and then, you know, hopefully, hopefully this is, uh, that's the, the sort of thing that, that builds toward a, uh, a better world. Ultimately, I, I think we just have a, I think we have a lot of, uh, a lot of stress and, and yeah. healthcare issues, uh, happening that, that are abundant and a lot of mismatches with our, uh, evolved mechanisms and what our, what our modern environment looks like in terms of we uh, junk food and, um, sedentary lifestyles and, um, that, and, and that, pressure and uh, pressure to perform. Yeah. It's out there. So, so yeah, so I, I mean, I just, I think it's, uh, like, uh, most, uh, sometimes when people are like, well, okay, if I eat mushrooms, then will it, you know, be this magic bullet and will, will it make me happy? I'm usually just like, well, you know, like the, the research is pretty clear what, uh, that, that if you want, overall well-being you have these small incremental gains in your life and you just try to be a, a slightly better person as each week each month each year goes by and you just work just a little bit on getting a little bit better and in, in terms of especially in terms of diet and exercise and people just no one wants to hear that no. i don't want to hear it when i'm like drinking my face off no one wants to hear that, and it's just so boring. Fuck that, that people, shit. That's no people instead want to want to hear about you know like smoking DMT, and you can last off for ten minutes and talk with aliens. Um, and and so you know it, it depends on it depends on what you're after. Yeah, um, and I think that uh, uh, some of the problem in the I hate even using the term, but the, in the psychedelic community, there's there's so much that talks about what to do tripping. You know, there, there's books on set and setting and, you know, this music and this lighting. And then that, none of it talks about what to do afterwards, man. You know, like we're in a new world as far as the conversation around psychedelics. It's more out of the closet than it's ever been before. And, you know, in the past with the 60s revolution and all of that, there was focus on the trip itself and now we're in this place where it's out of the closet and you've got to come down like i said earlier you got to fucking brush your teeth and tie your shoes and zip up your zipper and right at some point we have to start helping each other figure out what to do after the party 
Yeah. And it really has come out. Like up here, it's on the ballot coming up to legalize psilocybin and MDMA and other, you know, that they're doing research with. And it's showing great benefits in people with depression, all kinds of things. Fixing marriages. I mean, it's really has come out that it is doing great things, but you also got to respect it. It's just just funny that that it it seems ironic to me that this thing that seems to take you completely out of your mind and whatever, however you want to say it, out of your body, out of consciousness or into consciousness or whatever, that when it's all said and done the way to bring it all back and start to use any any nuggets that you gained are taking care of your body, eating better, getting better sleep, um, you know. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil Story Made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Yeah, just the stuff you're supposed to be doing anyway. Yeah, and you forget that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the importance of kind of the psychedelic reset I I like, is just because it's, you know, a, a fresh a little bit of a fresh start uh, yeah. to, to re-examine some of your behaviors and habits. Well, I appreciate it, Shane. Thank you for sharing that with us, man. And, and I know that, yeah, thank that, you that, guys. that the crew that listens to this show, I know that that information that you just gave is useful to a lot of us, man. And me included in that, you know, it, it, what you just said is a lot of stuff that's been swirling around in the soup inside my head. And just hearing it said from somebody else that doesn't know me, it's very, very cool. So I appreciate that, dude. Can you do me a favor and, and uh, tell everybody what you got coming up and where they can find you and all that? Yeah, well, I have a new project called uh, uh, Stand Up Science, my new show, Stand Up Science, which is uh, I'm, I'm going around to um, select cities. I, I have uh, I have some in the Midwest right now lined up for October, Minneapolis. Madison, Milwaukee, um, Des Moines, um, and Chicago. Uh, and then, and then November I'm doing Northwest. It looks like, uh, the Seattle area, maybe yes. Tacoma or Portland. It looks like maybe Eugene as well. Yeah. So, we'll be there. <laughs> so yeah. So stand up science will be, uh, it's me hosting the show and then kind of, Instead of a instead of a stand up showcase show with all comics, I'm I'm having some some local professors on um, as well. So there's wow. uh, a typical show. There'll be two per, me doing opening with some stand up about you know kind of some uh, some some of my more sciencey kind of brainier material, I guess, and then. And then uh, introducing a, a professor to give kind of like a 20-minute TED Talk, but I'm kind of giving them the uh, platform to to make it a little more provocative or, or whatever, give them a little more freedom than they would normally have. 
and then uh and then a comic and then uh and then uh another um another professor and then all of us uh doing kind of a q and a and opening up the audience for a conversation at the end with me with kind of doing some material uh all along the way wow. in between acts and whatnot kind of stringing it all together so that's my that's my new project and i'm i'm hoping to make it kind of a quarterly uh show in in cities and and as as one is one city is successful i'm going to move to the uh to the next city and i'm uh, the goal is to have it in uh 25 cities around the country by by uh the by um 2020 wow so um so that's the new thing that i'm i've been tinkering with for a long time and it's it's launching next month so um i kind of have everything in place to make it work now and and so uh uh, that that's the goal who knows so maybe it maybe it uh uh we'll see if they actually reach those goals or surpass them or if it all falls apart who knows <laughs> roll the but dice fuck it I have, yeah but but well, yeah just go to shanemoss.com and check it out and check out the here we are podcast right on man and we're we're up in portland so when you come through awesome. if you want to come by the house and have dinner you're welcome you're invited and we will be there for sure. Check it out. And, and I was awesome. on, a, on a side note, this is just a silly thing this morning when I was kind of looking at oh, no, not my, my birthday is May 26. And our good buddy, Alex, who is here today, sitting listening, he's May 24th. And when I saw you were like in the gap there, it was like, wow, a bunch of, bunch of Gemini I mean, brothers. Gemini's <laughs> running around. Bunch of Gemini's. Yeah. <laughs> super fun or really boring? Awesome. That's you guys. Yeah, yeah. Super fun or really boring? Just a tidbit for the folks listening. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Shane. We'll talk to you soon, man. And I'll I'll let you know when this is getting ready to come out, brother. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. Have a great day, man. Yeah. Thanks, you too. Oh, boy. Wow. Uh Uh-huh. Think about that. Yeah. Put that in your fucking pipe and smoke Smoke it, Apple. I will. And I did. Puff on that. So, yeah. So, you have heard. (laughs) Yeah. So, guys, if he comes through your town... Buy a ticket and go see him because I'm sure that you'll be rewarded with thoughts that are in your head after that weren't in that head of yours before. Yeah. You'll be thinking differently than when you walked in there. And not to mention, he's going to make you laugh. He's going to make you funny, laugh. Man. Like I was saying, he, I we all love comedians and stuff, and I put him up there. He's He's... His delivery, everything, his it makes you think. It's up you know, like with Mitch Hedberg and Stephen Wright and a lot of the thinkers and it's it was really cool to get to know you better on a personal level, Shane. Yeah, man. <clears throat> Super honored to have you on the show and thank you so much. Guys, we love you. Follow us on Instagram at No Simple Road. Check us out online at nosimpleroad.com. You can sign up for the newsletter on the family tab at nosimpleroad.com. Got the merch tab with pins and stickers and shirts. Pins and stickers and shirts. Pins and stickers and shirts. And remember to head over to Shop Tour Bus and check them out at shoptourbus.com. And five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts and all the stuff. And... There's a lot coming up this this winter. We're planning some things. So 
stay tuned for more. And we'll be back next week with more stuff for you. And reach out to us with those letters and photos. And Yep. Hashtag No Simple Road when you post. And remember this week, guys, smile at a stranger. Give somebody a hug that needs it. And treat yourself nice, man. Brush your teeth. Floss. If you haven't gone running in a while, go for a little jog. Take a walk. And cook yourself something good. Yeah. Because family, we're getting ready to do that today. This I'm going to make like my mom's spaghetti sauce. And mm-hmm. stewing things and smelling up the house with fucking fantastic smells of the season and the holidays. And I'm just going to say this. If you've made it this far into the episode, you deserve to hear this. If you're feeling lonely this holiday season, if you don't have a lot of people around you, if this is the time of year that you get grumpy and you see everybody else like hanging out with their families and you're like, fuck them, fucking stupid holidays. I hate Christmas. <laughs> Reach out to us, man. We're, We're here, here for you. We're family. Fuck. We'll hang out with you on FaceTime for the holidays if you want. So just throwing that out there. If you're lonely this holiday, man, reach out to the No Simple Road crew. We'll hang out with you. Yes. Yep. Right on. So have a good week, everybody. We'll see you next week. Take care of each other. And be well. Love you. tell you about the april may 2023 issue of relics magazine features a dave matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the national graham nash wayne shorter alo ivan neville our friend eric krasno and stanton moore marty stewart and much more check out the latest version of relics and subscribe now at relics.com dmb thanks relics well, hey, friends, my name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Mo, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? Good morning. 
I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Again.